Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with the Indicast.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue puts the State Bank of India's new leader on the cover. Now the bank's roots can be traced back to early 19th century. It has more than 16,000 branches, 27,000 odd ATMs, a balance sheet of more than 17 lakh crore rupees, more than 2 lakh employees. It's a huge bank and it has a new boss in the name of Arundhati Bhattacharya. And joining me to talk about just this is the managing editor, Saurav Majumdar. Hi, Saurav. Nice to have you back again. Hi, Abhishek. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. And this headline of the story is quite interesting. It says, SBI's first lady. Now, please talk us through this. Who is Arundhati Bhattacharya and what are some of the reasons why she pipped other contenders and was chosen to lead such a huge bank? I'd love to do that, Abhishek. SBI's first lady headline is on the inside. And in fact, we have an even more interesting uh, cover line for the story on the outside of the magazine, which is, can she make the elephant dance? So the idea is to ask whether uh, the new first lady of SBI, which is uh, Arundhati Bhattacharya, can she really do um, what her predecessors have tried and failed? That is to make this huge monolith called State Bank of India the country's largest bank, can they make a, such a radical change in the culture and the uh, environment and the working working of the bank to make a lasting change? Now, the idea here is lasting change because earlier it has been tried and uh, obviously, as you can see the results, it's not been very successful so far. So that's a huge challenge uh, which awaits the lady. And I'm happy to say that our conversations with her have shown that she's acutely aware of the challenge. And I think that also comes through in that story. This is one lady who's got her feet firmly on the ground and knows what she's up against. What has been her background? I read that she has got a long stint, which lasts 37 years at the bank. And what was the selection process? And what were some of the qualities that the board members saw in her to put her there? Yes, you see, it was an interesting thing because she was up against her uh, other peers on the, as the managing director. She was uh, one of the people uh, who were being considered with the other MDs uh, in the play as well at the end. I think what went in her favor was also the fact that she has been in the bank. She's never worked anywhere else uh, other than the state bank group. She joined the bank as, uh, in 1977 as a probationary officer and has been in the bank in various roles, almost 10 or 11 of them, across her uh, since, and uh, it's been about uh, 37 years. Uh, there's been a huge multifarious uh, number of roles, which she's performed right from human resources to uh, chief development officer, technology in various places, as State Bank of SBI CAPS, which is the investment banking and non-banking financial arm of the bank. She's done it all, and she's been across the country in the bank, and even had a stint overseas. So, you know, you can't ask for a more uh, complete candidate to head a bank at this juncture. And I think that is what went in her favor and she gave the others to the post. And you mentioned that you had a productive time talking to her for this story. And now the first few days of any leader or months and weeks, whether it's in sports or politics or business, they're always under immense scrutiny. Everybody wants to see what new uh, is that new person going to bring to the table? So did you notice or did you have a talk or a word with her colleagues or other people around in, in the senior management to know that has she done anything already in the first few weeks that she has gotten into this new role? Yes, yes absolutely. In fact, uh, in fact, we've spoken to her colleagues within the bank. We've spoken to uh, in, uh, market players, including the senior fund managers who have large portfolio holdings of State Bank of India and We've also spoken to outsiders in other bank chiefs who have observed State Bank from up close. 
And I think uh, comes through from what we spoke to them about was the fact that here was one person who's up against a serious challenge, but if there's anybody who could do something about it, it's she, because she knows the problems, she's aware of the bank's uh, challenges, and I think uh, what initially she has been starting to do is to lay a great emphasis on two areas in particular. Of course, profitability will have to be the core area where she will have to, but other than that, what needs to be done very clearly is uh, a focus on HR and technology, because if you read the cover story, she very clearly says that her big challenge is a huge gap in the middle where a lot of uh, big senior officers are retiring and she doesn't have enough people to fill it up with. Public sector banks had stopped recruiting for 12 long years. So there's been a, what she calls a hole in the middle. So she has to fill up those gaps. She has to also, very importantly, sort of match skills with roles. Not everybody in SBI can be matched uh, against the roles which are on offer. So she will have to look at recruitment and talent acquisition and management very, very carefully. So this is one huge challenge for State Bank of India, and she plans to use technology on that front as well, matching roles and profiles, so that uh, the best person is pushed up, and like she very, very uh, rightly says, there is no subjectivity in doing that, and it's not based on corridor talk. It has to be based on actual skills and matching of those skills with the jobs. Just to give our listeners a little bit of taste of what you're talking about, there are some telling stats in your story, which, for instance, uh, 48,000 employees will retire in the next five years. The average age of the officers right now is 46, which is fairly high. And uh, she also concedes that SBI finds it quite tough to recruit good talent from private sector banks. That is a bit of a tricky situation that she is in. Absolutely. So over 40,000 people are going to retire. And there is this uh, whole thing of, you know, are being unable to attract people beyond a certain level, scale level. So up to a certain scale they come, and uh, many people are coming mainly from public sector banks, but beyond that, because of the remuneration uh, restrictions and all of that, and because the private sector banks can pay better, she's unable to attract better talent at the higher levels. There is a big mismatch there, and she is really going to have to work hard to address that. Because, as you know, the economy being what it is, the bank is not going to find it easy to manage these challenges, particularly in terms of stress assets. Just after she took over, the bank had a 35% profit tumble. And just as we went to press, uh, the latest results have come in, which showed another 34% uh, hit on the profits. And the NPs have been mounting. Though there are inherent uh, strengths, of course, of the bank, and she's addressing those challenges, etc. But the problem just seems to be very, very intense. And it's not just for SBI. As I've mentioned uh, in the story, it's also for Indian banks as a whole. Right. And with such a big entity to handle, it's not only about balance sheet and NPAs. You write about the people and the culture, which is equally or perhaps a little more important because the new leader sets the tone. What is her management style or what is inherent to her? Absolutely. I think her style is pretty inclusive. And in order to do that, there is a lot of communication activity which she has begun in terms of uh, even starting an internal blog, which has suddenly become very popular. I mean, can you imagine a bank like SBI looking at uh, people blogging across the board and chief general managers and other senior managers starting to blog? So here is one area, at least, where she's planning to put in a lot of effort, which is communication and becoming open and transparent internally. This is something in a, in a bank like State Bank uh, can make a huge difference because there are, uh, as I said, over 2,20,000 employees, and so there will be a lot of ideas which will come up. And uh, those ideas then can be tested. So, And also, she's doing a lot for the women employees of the bank. 
that's a huge challenge team uh, she wants to bring about she wants to sort of uh, do a lot for the 17% women which are there uh, in the thing so she will give them sabbaticals etc and try and match their uh, you know transfers uh, with the, what uh, the places where they want to go so these are th- some of those cultural uh, changes she wants to bring about but she keeps repeating that it cannot happen unless the people themselves want it and that's where uh, she's made her uh, emphasis on you mentioned about the 2 lakh odd employees and she likens sbi to a battleship which takes 50 miles to make a turn is what she says in the cover now, how does she plan to set that right will it be a bang bang approach of a ceo walking in and making changes you absolutely have put hit the nail on the head abhishek uh, because she is very clear that a battleship of this size where you need uh, you know the huge size of sheer size and scale of sbi uh, makes it virtually impossible to make quick changes so whatever she wants to do there will be a lag you already you are witnessing that some of the changes have been put in place but again the profitability is down yet again because a the economy is faring pretty poorly and b it takes a huge lag to see the effects of some of these changes indeed some of these changes may not even have an effect immediately in the next one or two years because this is such a huge bank but at the same time the immediate task is to put them in place so all of these take time so when i asked her whether she wants to do a and icici bank even icici bank is a large bank but and there also the changes took a little bit of time but she says she is not curtail the balance sheet like icici bank in but because putting back something which is being pulled down is, does not come easy so she will continue to mend the bank like mending a car on the run so it's a tank it's a, it's a battleship or a tank which is being sort to of be mended on the run so it's not easy and last couple of questions are how important is it for india that sbi does well the growth of an economy during reasonably good times is fueled by the loans that the big banks disburse and sbi is right up there i read that almost 80% of its home loans are under the 30 lakh rupees category which basically is lending to the common man wanting to build a house of his own so both to the common man as well as business sbi has done its bit when it comes to contributing to india's success now in the near future how important is it that sbi does well for india's growth absolutely it is vital that sbi does well in the future because it's almost a proxy for the economy so when the economy does badly obviously banks of the size of sbi do take a hit at the same time there is no question of allowing sbi to wobble so every attempt is being made not just by the sbi management but also by the government which is uh, sort of uh, putting capital only recently in the bank again every effort is being spent and must be undertaken to ensure that despite the problems being faced in the economy the bank uh, management and the bank's health is uh, sort of nurtured and nursed back to good health right and everyone i'm sure wishes her good luck and although one thing i couldn't understand found it a little ironic was that she must still call herself chairman and not chairwoman or chairperson now why is that break that mystery that, for uh, that is because of legality yeah that is because the government uh, the state bank of india act does not recognize the name chairperson you know that was just one of the small things but with a with a major impact which she's up against this is the legacy of the past which she in, in fact this is this is exactly what the in a sense the metaphorically the uh, the legacy which she went against in a man's world in a bank which is such a huge behemoth uh, she is trying to make changes and she's trying to make changes from the bottom up she's a lady up against the challenge but i can tell you one thing having met her she's some a person very very focused on the job and uh, having been chief financial officer as well of the bank she knows profitability is going to be how she will be judged in the marketplace so i think she's just very very focused and uh, let's see what she does because that's as we asked 
can she really make the elephant dance is going to be the question and this is one elephant which needs to dance at the earliest well on that wonderfully lyrical note it's time to wrap up thanks a lot to Sharo for your time thank you very much Abhishek for having me all you listeners you can get this issue in a day or two and this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes and to have someone contact you for a subscription of Forbes just message Forbes to 51818 